Blog Talk Radio. Let's start with hope. I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone. The ripples one, son of a gun. Some would not have thought so, but I stand here, commander in chief, and I take that seriously. But along the way, a rogue ripple turned tidal wave in reaction to. Try to do a rebirth of a nation's hatred Red, white, and blue Is black in there too Seriously One man Rewriting the book on bad behavior Maybe cheats the neighbors Feels he gets what they pay for weekends Pat him on the back and send him on through. No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue. Is this the best we can be? Seriously. Let's talk of fear and why I don't bring it in here. It's a dangerous word. Books to herd and we all bleed in the stampede. Fear makes a false friend indeed. And I take it seriously. Oh, hear me now. For the truth gets drowned out by a demigod flexing. A demigod Taking us to a whole different level of consciousness. 
uh, dealing with this system that we have that's calling the United States of America. I also want to say that the information that you hear from Mr. Rice, myself, the callers, our opinions only, no one is giving out legal advice or tax advice. So we're just giving opinions only. Mr. Rice, is this you? I hope it is. Is it? Can you hear me? Yes, and you're coming in very clear. Ah, for a change, anyway. <laughs> okay, well, let me minimize this screen so at least I'm open up. Okay, um, for those people, I am I am on Zoom, and you need to load Zoom in, and the access code for Zoom, or Beverly D Zoom, is six seven five three zero five zero six six two again six seven five three zero five zero six six two and for those who want to see the things I talk about oh you're welcome um you can we're gonna talk about a few things uh somewhat embarrassing and it's not my ideas, not me saying this ladies. I'm not here to offend you ladies at all. You are the gods of this world. You bring us in. Um but just to let you know how the fictional government, the democracy, how they seeing you, I thought I'd read something that I, I came across. Um, on, in reference to our birth certificates and you signing the birth certificates. Uh, for anyone who calls in, uh, let me know what you're calling from. And on the screen, if you do have uh, Zoom, I will give you your area code that you will see on your birth certificate. The first three numbers are area codes. Every state has an area code. Um, just like your phone has area codes, every state has an area code that's in your birth certificate. If there's any numbers after that, it should be a dash, and the two numbers after that usually is the year you were born, and that will uh, let you know you do have a birth certificate. If it is blank, if there is no numbers after the first three numbers you get, that is your birth record. You are considered a lie. That's your certificate of live birth versus your birth certificate. One is saying that you are alive, and the doctor and all the people, when you're authenticated, you have four or five witnesses that say you are alive on the birth record. That's usually filed at the county, but when it goes up to the state, it is a birth certificate. And you are made dead. <laughs> you're a piece of paper. You may did, but some of the things that we're going to talk about is uh, what they actually are, are saying about you. Young lady, I in no way believe it, but I just want to let you know what's going on. And um, we can start off before I start. Let's first ask the question again. Uh, we do call this not dodging possibilities because... Say again. You Hello. Can you hear me? I can Mr. hear Rice. 
Yes. Okay. We, I hear you. We started to get a little feedback. Feedback. Did you move or anything? Yeah, I kind of leaned forward to the to my speaker. Maybe let me you need to stay session. back. Yeah, I could, let me stay back. How's that? Am I clear? Yeah, that's better. That's better. Okay. All right, I'll stay back. Um, well, I kind of moving to a computer, but I got a wireless mouse here, so we're going to um, start off. Before we get into my subject matter, is there anyone out there that wants to start a subject matter that we can discuss shortly, uh, briefly, um, for anything that you might have done? We like some pros and cons of things that you've been successful at. Um, to and you want to pass on to other people, uh, listeners here, because that's what we do here. We do a lot of brainstorming and pros and cons to everything that can happen because our problem has always been enforcement. Oh, I sent them something and they didn't accept it. So it doesn't matter. There are things that you still need to continue doing. You are the creditor. Actually, you are the principal. Because being alive and breathing, we are considered the principal. The surety is the birth certificate. The surety is the birth certificate. I want to call in. Okay, you can do that. Um, So what we have to do is separate ourselves from the surety because the surety has all the money, all the credits that these corporations are coming after. It's the surety. It's that dead piece of paper. And if you've been identified with that dead piece of paper, they will handle you. You will be enslaved. You will be arrested. You'll be in jail because you identify with a piece of paper. And when you're in jail, you have a number. You are not a live man or woman inside that prison. You are a number until that uh, bond is fulfilled and paid off. So some of the things that you have to understand is how to support myself. And this is what do they say about the person? <laughs> And it's your mommy, and let me do this for those who's on the screen. I am going to bring up my birth certificate so you will see, and I assume it's typical. I'm in Michigan. Okay, my machine is a little, little, little slow. But if you know on my birth certificate, it has you, Michigan. You're messing up again, Mr. Rice. Um, what's going on? It must be that is I'm loading things on. Maybe the way my computer is operating. I'm leaning back here. Am I okay now? Uh, Hello. Yeah. Okay. Let, we'll try. If it gets too bad, then we'll we'll get back from the telephone. Okay. But on my birth certificate, for those who's in Zoom, that's gonna look at it. We only got a few people here. I suggest you, you need to come on board and see what we're talking about. Uh, the area code dash 54, I was born, and the sequential numbers of, of how many people were born that month, I guess, that I was born. How many people were born in that month or that year or whatever. But it stays my hospital. But now here where it says my, uh, my full name of my mother, 
don't even think it says a mother child. Full maiden name. And it's got her maiden name as the mother of the child. But down below it, it has informant name. And it has my mom's married name. So your married name is in there as an informant. Informant. An informant is somebody who turns you over. You see, turn me over to the state. It's not signed because this is my birth certificate. Maybe I need to look at my birth record to see if she signed on a birth record. In here, number 17 on my on the chart here. Um, so, I just want to let you know, you are considered, your mother is considered informant. Uh, your father's name is, is on there, but it doesn't relate to the birth certificate at all. It's a name they put in there. Because he happened to be in the room at the same time. The situation is you consider a bastard because you don't really have a mom or a father. So everyone is born a bastard. Isn't that terrible? And the, and the state is saying, oh, we feel so sorry about that. So we're going to take care of you. The state is supposed to be taking care of you as a child. The state is supposed to be taking care of you because your mother turned you over. So, that being said, um, and for those for those daddies out there who uh, are arguing about child support, it is not your job to pay. The state is supposed to take care of the child. But the state says, well, if I got to pay for the child, uh, why don't I find a sucker to pay us, pay me back, and reimburse me back? So that's they come after you. The remedy to that, to that, that I've found to work for other people, is you better go get that assuming certificate out of Minnesota and register it to yourself. So anyone who uses your name is considered identity theft. I know child support case to be dropped, dismissed, because someone filed that paperwork. Anyway, no more of that. I went to the mother's crying. I'm already going to be talking about them enough right now. All right. It says the mother, other, now my say other, it just says informant. But it says, or other makes the mother an informant by signing the birth certificate as an, uh, as an informer, she contract with the government putting her child in her child's future labor as collateral for the national debt, certitude slavery. Well, listen to this. The father or mother can rescind the contract within three business days. So your child born, if you don't want to give your child's future labor to the government, you have three days after that child is born to rescind your signatures, which usually is doubtful. But anyway, since the birth certificate neither lists the father or the husband, because it don't say husband, so they're not really married. It says father. It don't say husband. So y'all not considered married. And nor lists the wife acceptance of the father's surname as her own, but but as her own but has the mother maiden name instead, the baby is considered a bastard. Just to let you know, bastards 
are therefore under the and control of the priest rule democracy and can be taken from the mother at any time. So people, believe it or not, I'm, and I know I'm 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 over that sixty plus. If you haven't done what I feel you need to do to get yourself straight, you all you all call when someone call you a bastard, don't be fussing with them. Don't be trying to pick a. Cause that's what you are. It's stating when you were born, and I'm pretty sure you haven't corrected that status. So don't be picking a fight with them folks. They calling you out your name. That's what you are. All right. But let me let's go back here, and it says that uh, uh, the hospital receives a fairly large a monetary benefit, three thousand or more or less per child, from the corporation government, the corporate government, for having birth certificates filled out and signed. So the hospital get paid for for you to fill out that birth certificate. So, you know, they're encouraging you to do a birth certificate. They get paid money for every child they do from the state. Uh, Okay, and I got some certificate here. Uh, Slang terms for infant. I mean, sorry, informant. The slang term, a slang term for informant. Slang terms for informant includes, and then they say uh, stabber. S-T-A-B-E-R, stabber, blubber mouth, cheese eater, canary, and or street slang for providing information or talking to the police. You know, you're singing. Oh, you're singing like a canary. Trick, turncoat, coat, turncoat, like a coat you wear. Weasel. I'm just defining what they're saying an infant is, people. Ladies, I'm sorry. Stool pigeon. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. Mothers use stool pigeons. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just defining what an infant is being defined as. Super snitch. Super snitch. Oh, man. And it goes on and on. Um, snitch fraud and snitch paid to lie by police. Snitches lie. They they use those snitches and stuff. Informants when we're talking about uh, police cases. Okay. All right, Mary, you got to mute yourself. All right, thank you. Um. Anyway, yeah. So. Mr. Rice. Uh. This. Yes. Do you have your Birth live record in front of you and your birth certificate in front of you. I have no, but I can pull up my birth certificate. Um, I just have my birth line. Hold on a minute here. You got me your line from the county? No, not up on me. Let me look and see if I can pull it up here. Uh, scan. Uh, because I don't birth. see the one from the state. I don't see informant on here, but I saw it on the one that was from the county. Well, the one the one I have in here that I have on the screen right now, it's got to be from the state because it has oh, uh, the area code one two one dash fifty four dash zero seven five zero. 
is the birth certificate. The county, it wouldn't have anything. Let me bring up the county here on, off off the screen. Uh, let me go to affidavits and birth record and registered. Okay, this is my package here. Okay, with my ID, life ID. Hold on a minute. I'll bring that one up so you always could see. I compared both of them next to them so you could see the difference between birth record birth certificate. Got any calls in? Any any ladies want to fuss with me? It's not me though. You know, I, you know, I love you all. Don't don't go. I'm not going to go there. I'm just letting you know what those other you, people are thinking. You are. You just the messenger. Okay. Thank so we're you. We're not going to beat up on the messenger. <laughs> I love you. I love it. All right, we got the birth record. Let me scroll down here. To the birth record, my authentication. Oh, it's running slow here, so hold on. Okay, let me bring it over to the last Okay, here it is here. Slow down. Let's open it up a little bit. Now, well, I'm going to keep it small. And let me shrink the other one behind it so I can pull them side by side. Okay, we got a side-by-side. If, you if you're on the screen, if you're on Zoom, folks, if you're on Zoom, you can't see it. I've been telling you for the last month or so, you need to download Zoom. It's free, and I'm giving the passcode where you can come in and see it. Um, you can it can be on the phone, and you can also, uh, of course, if you've got a computer. So this is basic things that I'm telling y'all to have. It's like going to school and you're sending a child with, with you know, with school supplies. You don't send no child to school with first day of school buying school supplies. You need a laptop, folks. You need a printer of five and one, six and one printer, whatever. And they are they're under sixty dollars. So you can get all of that for under sixty dollars. So you could be ready to scan stuff in. All right. Anyway, look at my. Can you see it on the screen? Are you looking at it? Oh, no, I'm just, jo- I'm just joining. I'm just joining now. I haven't got on there yet. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, if you see um, what it says, number 17, and I, they both, because actually my, my live birth certificate and my birth certificate is the same piece of paper. Maybe yours is different, but my, they, I guess they were lazy back in 54. They must have just been so lazy that they didn't create a birth certificate for me. The only difference that I know is one has a county clerk on it and the other has a state clerk. One has a birth number with the uh, area code only and the other one has a birth number with uh, some details of my the time I was born. Yeah, I was born. So they both pretty much the same. Printed. I don't know what's why it's such a difference. I think they copied it. Look, they copied some of it over. Yeah, they copied it, but I guess because of the writing, they couldn't. So someone printed it on the. Uh, my mother must have printed it on the birth on the birth record. Anyway, 
Uh, yeah, we, I, on number 17, I had the same thing. Um, I wish you could scan and have your, your scan in where you could send it to me. You could no. you could black out you you could black out the email. <laughs> uh-huh. You send it to informant. <laughs> you don't have informant on yours. It, I mean, nope. if someone don't have that, yeah. Well, I, I gather the birth certificate may not need it because it's the birth record at the county that's when you turn the child over. But when you when when the, when the birth record is done. It's the uh, court register that sends it over to the state. So if the state created one, it's not that you you may not be an informant. Right. But that's it what is. Yeah. You got both of yours up? No. You're looking at no. both of yours? For our listening audience, if you please pull up, if you can, the birth record and your birth certificate, and, and so we can understand. I want you all to really understand that there is a difference in the two. One of them, you want to be able to get out the system altogether. The birth record, I'm stating I'm alive. I have a hospital listed on my birth certificate, but what is not put on there is a land description of what the hospital was sitting on because my footprint was taken. So if the footprint is taken, it should be on the land, that the other hospital you were born at stole that footprint and he's holding it and he took it and put it on a ship. So he took it off the land, he put it on a ship, and this is why you're a U.S. citizenship. You're a U.S. citizen on a ship. I suggest if you want to get back on the land and the soil, like uh, indigenous people and Indians and all these folks that's on the land and the soil, then you need to take this birth record and create another one for yourself with an affidavit. You create a new birth record. I call it affidavit of life deed. Life, L-I-F-E, D, D-E-E, D, D-E-E-D. Why is it deed? Because we're talking about, we're putting the, the land description, the meets and bounds of the hospital. Now, I also found... And I don't have it available. Uh, exact. I have a, a link where you can get your meets and bounds for your state. I have a meets and bounds for my state as well. So it's, it's, it's something that I do later to become a state citizen and get it authenticated and see about getting a state passport. Because now I have a, a new birth record saying I'm a man on the land and the soil of Michigan. So that makes me a Michigan citizen, which means you are not a U.S. citizen. There's the difference. A Michigan citizen, you were born, you actually everyone's born a Michigan citizen. However, they don't tell you that. They Your passport should have Michigan citizen on there, but they, they omitted it. And I'm pretty sure it was deliberately. And all they give you is U.S. citizen on there. So either you say yes or no. But they didn't give you an option saying you could have been, you were uh, also a state citizen because there's a period of time before, maybe about 20 days from the time you're born till the time they make you dead and they get shipped over to the uh, state. And during that period of time, the state is still liable for you. As soon as you pop out of mom, the state is liable for you. That's why there's child 
protection. You're the child. They're only dealing with the infant. The infant is considered dead. The infant is dead. That's the afterbirth. The placenta came out of the mom pulsing, and then it died, made it, making it a decedent of an estate. And that is what the birth certificate is based on, a dead piece of paper or some dead or tissue. Twin, unfortunately, it was your twin because it was your DNA as well. However, the parents went home with the child, that you, and they left the infant on the floor of the hospital. So that's that story there. But anyhow, um, some of the other things as being an informant, and and please call in. Let let me know what they have for your for your mom. Okay. But I know normally with last wife or father's husband, because that was husband and wife would be they were married. But since they don't have husband on there, they don't have wife nowhere on there. Then you a bastard. So I'm just giving you some logical points here that I came up with. Now if you can figure out something different. You know, call in. That's what we're about here. We're here to listen. Okay, some other names they have for you. Hmm, super grass, grass. I don't understand. You know, anarchy. You know, I thought that deal with drugs, nose, uh, snitch, snout, spotter, squealer, stool pigeon, or stool, stooly, stooly, tattertail. I'm just giving you these are some definitions of what is the informant is considered. What is the, an informant looked at as? And we're going to finish this up because I don't, I don't like the way they identify you, you know. I mean, after the child grows up, they, they might as well call them those names too. But uh, I'll bring this up to uh, let you know. It says to cover, to cover the debt in 1933, the future debt, the corporate government, the democracy, determined and established the value of the future labor of each individual in its jurisdiction to be $630,000. So they're saying that you will spend $630,000, but I think that was back in 1933. And, uh, we know we, we spent a lot more money and a lot of more education is $630,000. Bond of 630 is set for each certificate of live birth. So a bond that's what is set for each certificate of live birth. The certificates are bundled together into debts and then placed as securities on the open market. The certificates are then purchased by the Federal Reserve and or foreign bankers. The Federal Reserves are those 12 bankers out there, Rothschild, Morgan, all these other bankers. They are buying these, those, these, are, uh, these bonds. The purchaser is the holder of title. This process made each and every person in this jurisdiction a bonded servant, a bond servant. So I'm giving this kind of telling you the background, what's going on. So, you know, we know the birth certificate, even says certificate library, but when it refers to the birth certificate, it is a bond. It is a bond. 
Well, remember, we may not have a social security number. So what's the number that you might want to relate to is that birth number, the the year you were the uh, the area code, the year you were born, and also the date of the number that you were born within the, your your you know within your year in your state or county. I don't know if it's county, state, whatever. Um, it says a certificate of live birth is prepared by the hospital for data entry purposes. Then sent to the local government entity that prepares a birth certificate. Quoting, different between birth certificate and certificate of live birth. So there is a difference between the birth certificate and the certificate of live birth. Okay, I think that's enough. They got little names on the plea, plea, plea bargaining whistleblower, witness protection, they got some other things that they're, but they're identifying them to criminals, really, because they consider form, informers, inform, informants can be, sometimes they have to be hidden away for protected. So, any questions in reference to that? Any questions, folks? Okay, now, <clears throat> hello? Hello? Can you hear me? Okay, yeah, now up there, me? yes. Okay, now up there behind the number behind the 121 number for Michigan, did they put the actual, actually, day you were born or your birthday? Because mine have the day that they registered me with the court. Okay, let me look in here. Uh, all right, uh, let me put them both back up again. Hold on a minute. I'm put them both back up again. Um, August twelfth is exactly considered your date of birth, but then I, I have to go down to August uh, the twenty third is when the local register received it. So I, I you know, it's a difference in uh, born and birth. I guess different. But, yeah. 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 Maybe everybody's and not the same. Yeah, because mine says date of birth, but it should say date of born, because you're born on a certain day, but when you were birthed is right. when they made you dead, and on mine, you see, is on the 23rd. Um, It was the 23rd of 54 August. I was born on the 12th, but they didn't really get it registered till, um 11 days later. So, so that might be something that people... Yeah, down at the the bottom line when the where the, the register signed it, that's when it got into probate. No, I'm talking about uh-huh. behind the 121, the number behind there. No, they just got the year. It's only the okay. the year the year you're born is on is on there. And, and then the number following that. Is, you don't see nothing after the 121. Yeah, I mean, I got numbers, but it's nothing to only. The only thing I could see related to is, is mine's our third, and the other when they registered me to the court was the twentieth. Okay, but that that the birth number at the top is what I'm thinking. That's the bond number, really. That's the number people are going right, after the social security number and stuff. 
Yeah, people okay. keep going after Social Security when actually the bond number you got up there is what makes it is what they put it and put it on the market under the birth Not certificate and that bond. Not the okay. Social Security. That's basically what they use to get funds out of what's been bonded. The bond is making money and put it into that Social Security at the Federal Reserve Bank. So that Social Security, without the dashes, we know it's an exemption ID, meaning you're not going to be paying for anything using that exemption number. But that's an account the funds are being put in. But what's being put on the market would be this number right here. And this number is probably converted into a QCIP number, which is put on and, and, and bundled. Remember, it said it was a set that they put out on the market. So your, your QCIP number is bundled with other people. Uh, and there's some kind of mutual fund that's put out there on the market or given to the issuers and the issuers are the banks and they're taking these and they're putting it out on the market under their QCIP number. Our issue, the banks and everything has their own QCIP number. So they bundle you up with a whole bunch of other folks and that bundle is given to these, they call issuers, that's what the banks are, or the trustees, they're issuers who puts it under their um, Q-step number, and that's what's put on the market. So all of it's kind of hidden. You don't really know what it is, but I was talking to someone earlier, we were, and we're going to get our Q-step number. That, that's cool. But that's a whole different subject. I don't want to talk about that. They might cut us off. So anyway, um, <laughs> we, we're just giving you what, what, what you need to look at, the difference, for those who can look at it, the difference between the QCIP number and the uh, um, and the birth record. I'm sorry, QCIP number. The birth record and the birth certificate. The certificate of live birth and the birth certificate. You see, there's a big difference as far as the numbers on the top, upper top. So, just want to let you know that part there. Anybody calling in? No questions. Everybody. Ladies, you're not upset? I'm sorry. Okay. Um, this is for people. I got here. This is for some folks, and if you Skype, it says you got on, you're on Scribe here, a Skype. Uh, this is considered a filing complaint with the United States Postal Service Inspector General. I have been telling you all, folks, you want to be part yes. of the post office. Mr. Rice. Yes. Before you move to the post office, uh, I'm going to take this call. All right. 551 five, 200. Hey, Beverly. Hi, Myron. How are y'all doing today? All right. Doing good. Oh, cool. Yeah, Myron can go to the post office because, uh, yeah, I'd like to uh, get a little more insight into that. I was listening, and uh, I think uh, last week or the week before, and you was talking about uh, Rob Ryder talking about the, uh, I think it's SF500 uh, with the post office or something. No, what, Rob Ryder, that's part of it, but it's not what I would consider a valid. You don't speak on the, because the, five, the, R, the FR500 is where he was trying to make that, a, uh, make your and he has a copyrighted uh, name. He copyrighted his name. He was trying to create attach it to a business, and that and he has a sole proprietary business 
that he made his uh, his uh, copyrighted name under. And oh, okay. what we do, what I what I did is I went to the Minnesota and got an assumed name certificate, which created a business for me. That was a business that is registered under my all cap name. I created a business. At the same time, I went to the IRS and I have a EIN number for my same all cap name. I have an EIN number, so I combined the business with a trust. I created a trust with an EIN number. So my ANC, my assumed business name now, is a business trust. And my business trust has the power of attorney, attorney in fact, my estate trust. The estate trust is what the uh was is what owned by the the, the state of Michigan. I got it yeah, but see he created a sole proprietary, which means to the way I see it as, this is just my opinion. A sole proprietary, a LLC, a S Corp, a C Corp, they are under the jurisdiction of the state. Those are state identification for businesses with the state. I'm not under any of those things. I'm private. I don't want to feel that I have to go under the jurisdiction of any state. I'm not sole proprietary, I'm not LLC, I'm not C-Corp, I'm not S-Corp. So therefore, I don't have any of their jurisdiction. I am private. Oh, I, But I do oh, have an EIN because I combine the business that I got from the ANC with the IRS EIN number. Of the, and they both got the same name. So I... I put them together. So that's a business trust, and I use that as a separate entity from the estate trust, which I told you was surety. The estate trust is surety. This is what the courts are trying to get you to be. They want you surety. So I'm the attorney in fact for the estate trust. So if I go to court, I would say the beneficiary is the estate trust, and I'm the attorney for the defendant, for the all-cap name that you charge. I set myself up as another name. Now, is the judge going to make the attorney, the trustee? I don't think so. I don't think he can do that. Not following on the due process of law, he can't make the attorney, your attorney, to be, your, uh, you know, to, to, to serve your time or go to jail or pay a fine for what the defendant is being charged with. I'm just hoping people understand. But, and I use Form 5188, which is a Treasury Direct form for power attorney and uh, and uh, attorney in fact. T- uh, uh, I guess it's FS Form 5188 that the Treasury Direct has. And I got a medallion seal on that form. So therefore, notary, federal notary that says, hey, He's an attorney, in fact. You get it? So that 500 that he did, if you don't, I'm just showing you what I did, but he's showing you how to create a business and make it a sole proprietary, and then he put his, um, you know, his his, his official business address, or you call your, what is it, official, um, what is it, official business, business? Address. Yeah, yes. Business 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 business. Business. Address, but his business is a sole proprietor. Sole proprietor. Oh gosh. Proprietor. Sole proprietor. Yeah. 
Me, I, I'm not none of that stuff. I'm just a business. A registered business. So I, I don't feel I'm under anyone's jurisdiction. Taxes and all that other stuff. Because, you know, when you start getting that stuff, they're going to say you got to fill out a tax form. I got something for IRS, but I'm not going to be doing nothing with it. Yeah, I thought he had mentioned the uh, Minnesota, uh, you know, doing doing that same thing. Uh because I think he said it cost like $15 or whatever to register with Minnesota. But, yeah, he did say, uh, so, you know, I guess the questions that was asked uh, when he was doing the EIN. Uh, but I already have an EIN uh, that I've had for quite a while. And uh, initially I thought it was a, uh, you know, nonprofit or whatever. But. I is think it, I'm gonna is try, that, try that. Mm-hmm. Is, is that EIN? Is that EIN under your all cap name? Uh, uh. When I got it from the IRS, it should be. I think it. I don't I think know. It Most be. people. I set up a trust and I made the all mm-hmm. cap name the trust because I I use that all cap name and I protect it with the uh, Minnesota. So it's the same name. It's the same name, and so I just merged them together. So it's a like again, it's a business trust that I have. Mm-hmm. He just used he used a, another business. Uh, he used another uh, setup for the post office, but then he used that I think an FR five hundred to create a yeah. business with a to connect to that. Well, I did the because same exactly. thing, but mm-hmm. I did it a little bit differently. I did it a little bit mm-hmm. differently. Okay. So, uh, but everyone, what we're talking about, hold on, let me just give some people who might be new the background. We're talking about Rob Ryder has a YouTube. Rob Ryder has a YouTube uh, gateway to the Republic. And basically, you are becoming a registered customer of the post office. The post office is a bank. The post office has its court. You can have the post office as your middleman, your go-between on any of these corporations that also have contract with the post office because I know they can get an email. They have contract with the post office. They have contract with the post office. Well, the post office is going to serve as your middleman and adjudicate any problems that you have between the two. And this would include any negotiable instruments that you give them. Oh, they didn't respond or they didn't zero my debt. Well, I'm putting on on the screen right now for those who can see it. uh, He tells you how to file a complaint at the United States Postal Service Inspector General. And and I got the website on there and that that tell you where you would go and the questions that is asking you and what he did to answer them because and he's complaining against the Social Security. Because after you go to the post office and they're giving you an official business address or location, then the Social Security, you find out they are directing, they don't have your legal name, they don't have a correct zip code. Those are things that you have to correct with anybody who communicate with you. Otherwise, they're, they're, uh, are they uh, filing or violating mail fraud. They're mailing. If, they, if they're not mailing the exact information that you got from the post office and how they recognize you and they're validating you, 
getting you a crib number and a um I say med 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 M I D number, male ID, mailer's ID. Those two numbers you're getting from them. Anyone who addresses you other than those are frivolous. They are not they cannot convict you. They cannot take you to court. They have to address you correctly. I have court cases where they put the last name, forward slash, first name, forward slash, middle name. That's not my my birth. That is not my legal name. And it's not just the post office that's talking about it. There's a real ID code that talks about it. There's a UCC-9 was was modified in 2001, and I believe it still was updated again a little bit in 2010. You can only be addressed by your legal name. They only can take you to court with your legal name. So look at your documentation. Look at your mortgage. Look at your student loan. Look at your paperwork. When you get something from someone, if it's not exactly stated the way the post office is registering you, because the post office started Social Security. They started IRS. They, they were there from the beginning. Everyone created came from them. So they have to answer to them. They're government. These other people are corporations. So I suggest if you want to be on the right track, people, I suggest you be registered with the post office. Thank you. Now, that's an, another enforcement that you can use. When these people, when you give a negotiable instrument and you follow all the rules that it takes to send them a negotiable instrument, and they won't, they won't accept it. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to complain to uh, our boss, my boss, your boss. I'm registered with him. You're registered with him. Let's, let's see what they say. Mm-hmm. So, Paula, I do hope, you have a, have a question? Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, I have a situation with uh, Wells Fargo Bank, right? I have, uh, I had opened up a uh, secure credit card with, a uh, business credit card with Wells Fargo, and uh, it was for $10,000. So I've used some of it, and, uh, you know, there's an outstanding balance in terms of credit, but the initial $10,000 is, is there. And uh, I have, like, uh, over $4,000, uh, you know, that's unused. That's supposed to be available, uh, you know, uh, credit. Uh, so the other day, uh, come to find out, they shut my card down because I hadn't made a payment. And, uh, you know, I was going to, you know, I could take money out of off the credit credit side in order to, you know, make the payment, but, you know, they got it locked down where I can't do nothing. So, so I I have Um, have some ideas, but, you know, yeah, you know, you know, what you might have in mind. Mm -hmm. All right. Give me, let me give you my idea. This some recently, uh, go to, uh, and, um, econcurrent.com forward slash divine, forward slash calls, C-A-L-L. Patrick Devine has some calls. November the 6th of 2016, you you wrote a contract with, with uh, what is it, Wells Fargo? Is that Wells Fargo? Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. 
when, well, when it's, Wells, it's, an, it's really technically an agreement because it's not a contract because ain't nobody's signature on there but mine. Technically, okay. Yeah. Oh, you got it right. That's correct. You got an agreement with them. Uh-huh. Okay. When you sign that agreement with them, they took the funds to your estate and they put it on the open market. We were talking about that earlier with the birth certificate. They did the same thing. They created a bond. Mm-hmm. So that for that for the whatever you agreed that they were giving you your ten thousand dollar land line of credit, they created a bond. They put it on the market. Patrick Devine is talking about people. Listen to me and listen to me carefully. You can have that bond that they created pay your ten thousand dollar debt. Thank you. It's called bro- it's called brokering. Brokering. I'm broken it. You take it to a broker and say, I need you to take this bill and broker it with the bond that you created. And who do you use for a broker? Mm-hmm. Your trustee. Your trustee. What are your trustees? You got three trustees for that estate that you created and you're in control of. One of them is the Secretary of State. One is is mm-hmm. the State Treasurer. The other one is an attorney general, which is which is connected, or one of their employees is the prosecutor. So he said, go to the prosecutor, and you tell them to represent you to broker this bond for this $10,000 or whatever you owe, and take it out of the bond that they created, which is like insurance. It's called subrogation. That's another term mm-hmm. that you can use in court. They, give, they have okay. to open up a key with a bond. I want to subrogate it. You take care of this debt. You got the bond. Put me in place of it. With your agreement, contract, whatever they won't call it, they have bonds. They're called collateral trust certificates. Collateral trust certificates. And you can find them under the Security Act of 1933, May the 25th of 1933 is when they came out with it. They had to tell all those trustees, all those uh, what uh, it uh, what they call call it? Um, is in my head. Come on, issuers. They had to tell them what to do, with, with you know mm-hmm. how to go and get some money back, and then they told us what they're gonna do. Um, seven days later, on June the fifth of nineteen thirty-three, we're gonna take care of all your debts. But the point being here is they create these secure. That's why they call them. If you read that, go to section eleven. They don't give you disclosure in there, and that means it's actually void. But later on, if you keep reading, they are considered debtors in possession. And I just read that to you on the birth certificate where the Federal Reserve is taking your birth certificate, and they're controlling Mm -hmm. it. They got a hand in it. They are the debtors in possession. They're debtors because they took the funds out of your account. You pay for it. When they took it out of your account, they call it debt instrument. Look under publication 1212, page 7, nominee. That's how that's how they operate. You are the holder of a debt instrument, and you receive an OID of somebody else's funds. That means someone else was the payer, you were the recipient. But then it said, now you must file another OID where you got to return it back to the principal. They give you a notice saying, hey, we got this money out of your account. You're supposed to sign it and send that note back to them, that bond, that coupon, whatever. You're supposed to send it back to them, and then they're supposed to give it, give you the funds to you. And you still, though, 
you still have to set it off, but I don't want to get too detailed with this. You still got to set it off, but the point is here is that they are the debtor in possession. They have your bond. They created a bond. They have no money. Anyone who have an insurance policy, you have a savings account. It's got a $250,000 DIC insurance on it. Well, they don't have $250,000. They take whatever you put in the account, and they put it in a bond so they can pay you if somebody ripped them off. Mm-hmm. Your driver's license, you get a ticket. Your driver's license is a bond. It's a certificate. Even though it's licensed, it is a certificate. That means you have a secure interest. You're supposed to broker it. Hey, I need you to broker this ticket with that driver's license bond that you have. What's the point of having mm. a license if it's not supposed to protect you? Mm. Wow. So, so I just gave so. you a hopefully a whole new aspect to look at. <laughs> and I hope those listeners yeah. out there can hear what I'm saying. Sure. They, sure they put bonds, mm. terminate and liquidate so, those bills using their bonds. Mm. And so, go and remember, don't ask me. Don't ask any questions or do any questions to your employee. You sound incompetent. I'm sorry. If you ask questions to these trustees, you sound incompetent. You just tell them what to do. Here's a bill. There are bonds created. I need it to be broke three days. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. All right. Cool. Beautiful. I'm sorry. Appreciate I was getting, it. I was getting Thank hot. You. I was getting hot. Up. I didn't mean to get hot. 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 Heating up the wire, huh? <laughs> All right. Because remember, it, brother, thank, mm-hmm. yeah. Thank you, caller. Yeah. All of our, yeah. Huh? Remember all of our debts are prepaid. Any more? Any more calls? Uh uh-uh. uh No, no. Okay. Not now. All right. Yeah. If all of our debts are prepaid, then let them pay it. <laughs> they have the bonds to do that with. They're making all that money, and we're abandoning those funds. Someone dies, you better get every scrap of letter, contracts, agreements that this person who died, you need to have a mail sent you. You need to get their driver's license, their wallet, and check in there and see what kind of uh, certificates or license they have. You need to look through all that paperwork because everything has a bond. When it's a certificate, there are bonds that are created so those certificates 214, I got to learn, that says certificate on my DD-214. I was in the Air Force. So all you military guys, and think about this. My understanding, even if you haven't served active time, Rob Ryder does talk about how you can join the military, or this called the selective service. The selective service is not the same as the DOD, Department of Defense, where you actually in the army actively in there but anyone could be a selective service but if you registered and certified a certificate or have a certificate certification in the selective service you get free medical you get free medical to be part of the selective service and that doesn't mean you're going to spend any time it's like a reserve that you're in you like third on the line. You know, there's active, there's nerves, and then there's you. <laughs> so, 
so but you could get free medical. Now, isn't that one of the problems we all have out here? And that means and and it's actually I'm sorry, but it is from ages eighteen to twenty six. Eighteen to twenty six. So you got children who go into college and I don't know, maybe daddy somebody ain't paying for the medical of this child when they're in school. I let them get part of be part of the selective service. It doesn't mean they go to war. They along with their third down the line when it comes down to that part, but at least be registered and certified under that. And I hear you go to the post office to get the file, the form to fill that out. Selective service form. Now, personally, I think there ought to be some other things I'm looking at. I took an oath of office, like every military guy, you take an oath of office. It really takes you out of the U.S. citizenship, don't it? I'm kind of like I'm kind of like saying, well, hold up. Even though I'm not actively in duty, I am still inactive because I get what VA. I'm still under VA. I could go to hospital all the time. I I have all that. I had a benefit. They got a spa in the VA here in Detroit. I mean that that sucker is lit, boy. It's like power. Wait a minute. It is beautiful. Is that something new that they just put there? Yes, they just put it up in the last six months in here. Six, okay, uh, six seven know. months they bought that. I know my husband. I we used to be down there all the time. I ain't seen no spa. So I know it's on the new. first floor. Yeah, it's on the first floor down on that. Per, I think it's that purple area down on the other end, from where you come okay. in the blue area where you come in off the parking lot. It's on the right, other end. Right. But yeah, man, okay. and it's free. It's free. I like what? <laughs> yeah, and the parking is free. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, folks. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, you know, being in the military is not bad. I joined, I went in at 18 because I didn't really know what I wanted to do, and I didn't want to waste my parents' money going to taking classes, and I didn't know what I wanted. Because when I decided I wanted to be an engineer uh, in, in space, an aerospace engineer, and they got to the moon, 72, and all it is say, okay, well, get some rocks and come on back. And then they closed, 10 years, they closed down the, the, the space program. So I would have been messed up going to college and something that wasn't supportive anymore. But it was good because I used that medical. And I hear Bush has changed it where when we got out, when I got out, you have to use that education within 10 years. I hear now he changed it where you don't have a limitation. If someone knows about it, call me in. Call me in and confirm that Bush changed the rules. Not Bush, Trump. (laughs) Gee, I messed up. Trump changed okay. the rules where now there is no, there's no limitation as far as you getting your education. So those who didn't get it, maybe if you still want it, you can go back and get it. But somebody who knows that about military stuff, please call in because I really need to get some. I have folks to give me advice all over the place, but I'm just I'm just one. Maybe other folks may want to hear that information. So now. Uh, yeah, uh, for, I found my live birth um, record, and it is on the on the uh, live birth. It is informant, and on the one that they take to uh, <clears throat> Wall Street, it don't have informant on that one. Okay, because yours I know is different than in mine. Where yours. Yours didn't have on there because mine said, because I had the same thing. They they just copied mine over. That's all they did for me. But I know mm-hmm. one said, I, cert, I certified that this child is born alive at the date above. 
but the birth certificate, yours don't have that on the birth certificate, just on the birth record. Am I, is that right or wrong? Yes, that's on the birth record. Um, the, yeah, the live birth with the county. It has it on that, and it has my mother as an informant. But the birth certificate, it don't even state that you was born alive and nothing like that, right? No, no, no. That's right. All right. With it, I just want you to know you can use so, the birth record to prove that you are alive. You can get out the system with that birth record. Yeah. But the birth certificate, the birth certificate is controlled by the state. All is owned by the state, but you can control it. Own nothing, control it. So we're talking two different things. If stuff gets too tight for you, get the hell out of Dodge and just say, I'm alive. Boom, 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 boom. And here's my witnesses. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah. If you did, then control it. Authenticate it. You know, and then you in control. Put your name and register your name. Anyone who uses your name, it's called identity theft. Anyone who uses your social security, it's called counterfeiting. They're putting counterfeiting bonds out there because they didn't get your permission. I hope that drops some people to call in. Call in. Direct us. I got some other. All right. Go ahead, caller. Okay. Two eight one five seven zero. Two eight one. Do you have your mute on? Hello. Hey. Yes, we hear you. Two eight one. Yes, I want to ask a question. Um, I'm calling from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I want to ask a question. Uh, earlier, I heard you say something about being registered um, at the post office. Does that, if you have a post office box number, is that being registered, or how do you register? Well, when you go to the post office, uh, Gateway Dot and Rod Ryder just tells you step by step on Gateway to the Republic. They're going to give you some addresses and ask you to, or you're going to give them some addresses, and then they will say whether it's valid or not. And whatever they want, they saying is valid, then you use it. I myself, my post office gave me the privilege of using the address. So when I put my address on my post office, they said this is a valid location. This official. I also had a house that I lost back in 2007. They had that in there. And I also had a business that I had started uh-huh. in 2008. They had the, they had those so I got three official business addresses that I can do that makes me registered with the post office. Three addresses. Okay. So you go to them and let them tell you what they have. Now you start telling everybody else or anyone who sent anything to you, this is not correct. This is not my legal name. This is not my correct address because your legal name is part of the address. Is your first the legal name is part of the address. Okay, okay. And what website you say to go on? Well, go to the post office. Oh. Yeah, a gateway to the Republic. Oh, okay, okay, I can't And he tell. I remember it was www.gateway.usps. I, I can't really remember, but you yeah, need to I'll go there. It. Yeah, okay. and he'll show you how to, how to fill it out step by step. 
and you're going to get a okay. crib number, which is a customer registration ID, and a uh, mid number, which is mailer's ID, and I put them mm-hmm. on my return address. Okay. I use them on, as okay. a return part of my return to let them know I'm a customer. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. And Thank it's free, you, <laughs> people. It's all free, people. Don't don't. It ain't a okay. penny coming out of your pocket here. But now you got some. You got Big Brother backing you up. Ain't that a, something else here? Ain't that something? <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I just just got uh, today. Uh, found out about all this and uh, got your number to call in. So. I'm gonna be tuning in because this is a wealth of information. And, and you, and you also can listen to the old, old the archive shows also. Okay, okay. To catch up. Okay. 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 Give me the website. Give me the website. Uh, the the website is www.blogtalkradio.com. Blog. Radio. All uh-huh. Word. Okay. And the word truth, T R U T H, and the number two, and the word power, P O W E R. And okay. all the old shows will pop up. Okay. Okay. Good. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you. All right. Now, and if you, and for other people who might have come in late, we're on Zoom right now, so you might want to get Zoom. Download it and let you come in. It's free for what? I have to get 20 minutes free. But get out of it. Come back in. The ID number to our session is 675-305-0662. So you can see I'm showing you stuff on screen and what we're doing um, right now for those who are listening. Any more calls before so I can talk about what I got on the screen? Any more calls? Uh, no, not now. For those who's on the screen, these are the two YouTubes. One, they they just came out today. These are two YouTubes. Wow. One by Free Inhabitant, and the other one by Rob Butter. That man is hot, Lord. Uh, Crime Act of 1790. He just to let you know that all the stuff that these uh corporations and issuers and and banks and courts and and uh, judges and our prosecute lawyers, they are criminal. They are, they are violating the uh, United States. They're in violation of the United States. The paperwork is not right. Uh, there's so many errors on there. They're not signing it correct. They're not using the correct names on there. Uh, there's complaint form. You ask for a complaint. Let me see a complaint form. And they don't, they don't have any damage, you know, who, who you did harm to. There's nothing in the spot. You didn't do harm to anyone. So why the devil they got you going to court? But he talks about that in his YouTube called Crimes Act of 1790. Crimes Act of 1790. R C R I M E S Act of 1790. This is Rob Ryder, and the days the 14th. Yeah, he did it today, a few hours ago. The other one, oh man, this is dynamic. Uh, free inhabitants. Now, free inhabitants is the one that's been talking about what the Foreign Agent Registration Act of 1938, where you're requesting the Foreign Agent Registration Statement from them. You also has what they have an anti-bribery 
statement that they need to get you saying, oh, I'm not taking any bribes. They also have an anti-corruption. Now, the anti-bribery and the anti-corruption is in the U.K. Though they, the United Kingdom, they don't play over there. You've got to pay to play. If you're going to pay them, you're going to pay them. But remember, everyone who takes the oath of office is taking it on the city of London. They're taking an oath for the city of London. So I don't care where they are in this world, they still got to obey the laws that's at home. Anti, we're talking, these are three documents that the, the uh, foreign agent registration, it is mandatory. If if you demand this statement from them, it is mandatory, mandatory, not optional, that they have to give it to you. If they don't, the Department of Justice, and when you put that in, you're going to go to the Department of Justice, the National Defense uh, Association, they will enforce them $10,000 fine, five years in jail, whoever the individual is. It is powerful. You got to go to the Foreign Agent Registration Act of 1938 and go look look at the application, the the form, and read it. It it tells you everything about it, uh, what what was demanded of them to do. And And when you read the form, it says, you know, who is your foreign agent? You know, you're the foreign agent. Who's your foreign principal? Who you work for? What is your nationality? You know, now that when I write that term, um, what is it? Uh, notice to agent is notice to principal. Notice to the principal is notice to agent. Well, I'm putting the word foreign and put parentheses. Notice to foreign agent is notice to foreign principal. Notice to foreign principal is notice to foreign agent. So I'm putting a, I'm putting that word foreign in parentheses in front of in front of the words, but there again, there's a term that we need to understand that we need to see ourselves as as a living person, man and woman. You would be the principal. The straw man is the surety. Don't try, don't make the principal a surety. You're gonna pay a fine. You're going to jail. Stand your ground. They might they might arrest you. Go ahead. So the principal is the attorney, in fact, for the straw man? Yes. I will be the attorney, in fact. Yes. Because that, that, that's what I saw myself as an attorney, in fact. So you're going to give it because I'm behind it. I'm the man behind it. You saw my name under the assumed name's business. It's, it's small, you know. Even though I'm not the first in middle, that's definitely the human man. But remember, the man and a woman cannot be associated in commerce, period. We cannot be part of commerce. We create trusts and corporations to do that. There was a recording that was saying Trump, you know, uh, he probably uh, brokered his birth certificate and his Social Security to get money to start off in, in the business that, he, that he's in. Because you know how much money your Social Security has in there? And how much money your birth certificate have? You don't need nobody. You broke those items. You threw. If you do a bankruptcy, and I'm going to get that QSIM number. When you do a bankruptcy and the court, you give them the certificate, but you have to give them the QSIM number. If you don't do that, they will get you for fraud. They'll throw you in jail for fraud, committing fraud. So you need, if you can get the QSIM number, and I know some people got it out there, because people were using it when they went bankrupt. They would get paid, <laughs> you know, 
But the point is being that I'm pretty sure that these people who has money, they broker. What you need in Social Security, if you got all the money in the world, who would who, who I care if they give me $300 a month? What the heck is that compared to the millions of dollars that it's worth? That's right. Where you keeping? I'm real, I get Social Security. How much you getting? Oh, I get, you know, $1,000 a month. Are you kidding? You know how, if you even knew how much that Social Security is, get the cash and pay and, and pay yourself because I could tell you, I was told Social Security is going to be gone by 2023 anyway because Social Security was given by Congress. And what the man giveth, the man can take it. Okay? I'm just letting you know. The man giveth, man can take it. So you think you're living high on Social Security? You in that same bubble you was when you thought your house was yours after you paid it off, and then years later they're kicking you out because you didn't pay their taxes on it. That's ridiculous. Stop living in these bubbles. Stop thinking that the benefits and the privileges are for your benefits. Now, no, they're just to keep you in control, to make you happy. Give, give, give them an ice cream cone. Maybe they'll shut up and leave you and leave us alone. Give them something sweet. You know, give them, give them, give them a McDonald's. Make them happy, clown. Please make them happy, so they won't be bothering me, the government. Because that's what you are. You're being clowned. You're being the king of royalty, Burger King, and you're being kinged on. You're a servant of the king because you want that. You know they got, and I hear they got a whole lot of new dishes at Burger King. They really want to make you happy. And unhealthy. <laughs> That's what it's gonna do. Happy mm-hmm. and unhealthy. Well, I'm just trying to be on the for real side, people. Well, you, if you doubt, please call in. This I can take criticism. I'm a big boy. It don't matter. I know what I'm doing. I know I'm not worried about it. So, but what are you doing? Let us know. What are you doing? What have you done? Again, I just mentioned how Rob Ryder has a way he wanted to put himself as a sole proprietary in a business. I don't even want to be under that. I just see I'm just a business trust. I'm not under none of that stuff. So they can't be coming knocking on my door. Well for what? I I'm not I don't have to follow your rules for what? I'm not I don't have your permission. I'm not licensed with you. Control the birth certificate. Authenticate it. Come on, people. Put an affidavit of beneficial interest, not ownership. Because you stick ownership in there, owner what means that there's some kind of liability if you put that word owner in there. So beneficial interest. Isn't that nice? That sounds really neat. I like that. Beneficial interest. I have a beneficial interest in it, which you do. We are beneficiaries of the state. When you go to court, you want to be a beneficiary. That is the birth certificate. But they want to make the live man the surety. Oh, no. I'm going in as an attorney. Excuse me. I'm an attorney. In fact, they always say you need an attorney. Well, I am. And and under the, ju- the, ju- the Judiciary Act of 1789, when they created the attorney general position, the office of the attorney general, it was not somebody who had to be licensed. It was just someone who's knowledgeable in the law. Judiciary Act of 1789 created the office of the attorney general. 
And it was not somebody who had to be over and licensed in England, but someone who's knowledgeable in law. They used to have a best friend under the uh, um, article, what, I'm sorry, Sixth Amendment. A, a, uh, your best friend can be your uh, rep- representative, the Sixth Amendment. You can have a, a friend be your representative. So, you, and that's just somebody who's knowledgeable in law. You don't necessarily always have to be, I, you know, because look at Trump. Trump probably the first president in a long time that wasn't an attorney. That's why they having a fit with him because he can't yes. to do none of the stuff they do. But they mad. He can do whatever he want to do. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Anyway, on the screen, and I don't know why I got this writing up here from. Um, it called this another YouTube by uh, Free Inhabitant, and it was done yesterday on the 13th of October. Demand for shares, commissioners, oath of office, and bond slash insurance. Excuse me. Demand for sheriffs, commissioners, oath of office, and bond slash insurance. There's part one and part two. Um, you want you? I would go and download one. No, part one is one hour seven minutes fifty five seconds. Part two is just fourteen minutes and four seconds. But the point is being they're doing what you should do anyway. But this time, instead of going for the sheriff's oath of office and bond, you're going for the commissioners of the sheriff. So you're going to the big boy. You're going to the top dog, and you're saying, I need your oath of office and your bond slash insurance. Because anyone underneath you that stopped me or try to kick me out of my house or try to arrest me on the highway, because that's what sheriffs do, any of your boys come after me, I will have your firstborn. I will have your house, your car, your children, everything. Your wife, if you got one, or husband, if you got a man, if it's a woman. You own them. You own them. That's what we could do. We can own them when we have that in our hands and accept them. You own them. It's like an underwriter for a bond. Y'all want to get somebody out of jail? I hate talking this stuff. Then underwrite his bond. You can do that. Underwrite the bond that's keeping him in jail. If you're an underwriter, you could dismiss it. Okay, bond gone. No, no bond. No, no prison. Period. But anyhow, don't want to get in that subject. And don't please don't Skype me asking me that either. <laughs> no answer. But the point the point is that you need to be in control. These people are foreigners. They're in a foreign situation. You are supposed to be at least an American uh, American citizen, public citizen, American public citizen, or a state citizen. You choose which one you want to be, but you are not a U.S. citizen. That is the birth certificate. It's always the birth certificate. That's the only thing they can charge is the birth certificate. So when you go to court, you have that in your hand. Matter of fact, I had it in front of me. As I walk up to the benches in front of me, this is what you are charging. Now I can tell them I am the attorney. And here is the statement, my package with the uh, the federal medallion seat. 
seal stamp on it. So I got a federal notary that says I am who I am. Who who are you, judge? I think right now, since the beneficiary position is filled and the prosecutor brought it in, he's the executor, I think that makes you the trustee because I'm an attorney. So, Mr. Trustee, and I'm representing the beneficiary, I think you need to pay this debt. And give give me the same amount. Give my client the same amount of money that that debt is worth. You understand? You you you're pinning him in the corner. He has nowhere to go. He has nowhere to go because you're the attorney. He can't make an attorney the surety. He can't make the attorney the 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 trustee. And because you got paperwork that's showing a whole different. Thing, a whole different position that you are in. You got state laws as an agent, your attorney, in fact, but I resigned as an agent, not knowing that I was protected and had a lot of other things, laws that came out from after I resigned. So I became attorney, in fact, under the federal notary, the Treasury Direct. I can do uh, securities, securities. So, am I still online? Yes, you are. No. Can you hear me? It's getting quiet. I can hear you good. Anyone understand? I'm trying to point out how people, and I don't mean to sound too passionate about it, but it is so funny. It's If you can only be in my head right now and the things that's in there, it's so many, I have so many tools in my head. I, I, I feel like a carpenter that has all the tools to do any job that's been put in front of me. And you know how we men are when it comes down to tools, you know, the what's it, Tim the Tool Man. I mean, you know, it, we, we crazy when it comes down to tools to do our job properly. We, we just get crazy. We men get crazy when it comes down to tools. Men, get your tools to protect yourself. And the more you have, the more you can work with. Some of these YouTubes, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, these people are flowing. They, they're like water here. They're flowing on YouTube. The same folks are just flowing. Eon, I think, got some out there too. But, you know, everybody has ways of doing it. I don't. My personal ideal is when I tell them that I'm walking in as an attorney, when I'm telling them that I got the birth certificate authenticated under federal, you know, when I tell them that I'm a registered with the post office, which is a republic, all these, you're telling them. I don't even think they want me in that courtroom because actually I'm not supposed to be in that courtroom because I'm not your Jewish but this guy is telling you on the demand for sheriff, commissioner, oath, and office, and bond insurance, you ask for the oath of office. You don't even, you, you can deal with a warrant. If it's a warrant on you, you could deal with the warrant. But I guarantee that warrant, the paperwork is not proper. It's not, they didn't sign it. They're not using the name that they license. Judges and lawyers are not using their names when they sign it. They're using their initials. That is not what they are licensed with. That paperwork is void. They're not signing it. They're not using your real name. I wonder why they don't put your legal name on there. Well, I'm just this is my ideal. This is where I think it. The reason they don't do your legal name is because 
the state owns that name, and that they are licensed under the state. So if the state, you're licensed under the state, the state is your boss, corporations. The state is your boss. You are an employee. If you ask for credit out of that all-cap name, what would that be called? That's up to you, Beverly. What is it called when you take money from your employer? Um, that is theft, isn't it? Fraud or theft? Embezzlement. Oh, it's called well, embezzlement. Okay. You, embezzling. They have different names out there. It's that there be a, even though it has the same social security number, but you know that's all they need is numbers. They don't look at names. Who cares about names? Everybody got the same name in some places, you know, but embezzlement. So they could use they so they could make up some names. It don't matter, but they're still going after your Social Security number and your bank account that's at the Federal Reserve Bank. Well, remember, all these banks are licensed or operating under the Federal Reserve Bank. So the Federal Reserve Bank don't mind giving you money out of those accounts. And they don't care about the name. But all that stuff in court is not reported to the IRS, nor is it reported to the Treasurer. That is why under the, uh, uh, what is it, the Statutes at Large, Volume 2, page 156, it says that you need, uh, if you're in jail, you just need to write a letter to the Treasurer. Tell them your situation. Explain to them you've been ripped off. You was uh, 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 wasn't fully informed. There wasn't full disclosure that if you said your name in court, you was associating yourself with a dead piece of paper. I mean, because it's not because there's thing you have debt when there is no money. Prison, you in jail because of a debt. That's not supposed to be possible. It's not supposed to be possible. Now, if but you are that, in jail for federal, then you write to federal. Or if you're in jail for state, you write to the state, right? No, if you're in jail at all, you have to go to the uh, talk to the treasurer. Because remember, everyone in jail, it's it's not heads up with the, at the treasurer and the IRS. They don't see anything. No one's reporting it. You start dealing with your court time, your jail time, make it a paid vacation. And I had someone who called me up. They were jail a year ago. They out now. They called me up. Thank you, Mr. Rice. I'm being paid for every day I was in jail now because they're taking money out of your estate. 1099 LTC, long-term care. Excuse me. He getting paid for every day he was in jail. But you and know, it was a year ago. Some people are in jail, they have a felony crime, and some people just have, you know, a state crime. So you said it, it all of them need to deal with the state treasurer. What That's is that? The state what is, that you're in jail with. Uh, what is it? Well, I, I don't offhand see it. What CFR is that? Uh, all crimes are commercial. I don't care if it's jaywalking, or I murdered a whole society of people in a hospital. It don't matter. It's okay. a price on it. It's it's a price. Right. So, and there's no there's no money. There's no money. So therefore, I can you know I can tell them 
the bonds you created to take the money out of me, like uh, Cosby. I wish Cosby called me up, Bill Cosby. I wish he called me up. I bet you he'd be out of jail within three months because he didn't realize when he had a bond on him for, what was it? Sixteen hundred was it ten six million six million dollars six thousand dollars he had a bond on something like that that if he has a bond to get out of jail for six thousand and it's ten percent of what the bond the 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 court has which would make it sixty thousand was ten percent of what the county would have which would be six hundred thousand which would be ten percent of what the state would get which would make it, ooh, God, $600,000, which would be 10% of what the federal would get, which would be $6 million. All that is coming out of account. He could claim it all back, OID that, and get all that money he'd been sentenced. He think he got bad for raping women. He could rape the government and get paid big time. Because everything is coming out of his estate. Anything come out of the estate, the only person who can claim it is you. Nobody else can claim it. They could take money out all they want. Thank you, Lord God, because you can get it back. Because your account is out of balance. And once you report it to the IRS, telling the IRS, uh, will you please tell these people to file the 1099 OID for the funds they have? Man, you'll be out of jail the next probably next week. They can't. <laughs> That's a lot of money. I just told you because it's all deal with 10 percent, 10 percent there, and 10 percent there, and adds all the way up to the federal government, and it's all coming out of your estate. So you can claim it back. It's all been prepaid. Thank you, folks. Please, folks, don't. And I had guys calling me from the phone phone booth in the prison. Don't have me calling me from jail. Please, folks, don't call me from jail. Okay. And I well, want to get the do- call in. I want to get a call in number. It's three two three six four two one five eight six, and push the number one. And what is your uh, Skype number that people can get in contact with you, Mr. Rice? Yeah, my Skype is Rice Tech, R-I-C-E-T-E-C-H-6557. Rice Tech, 6557. And I will like if you, instead of typing me a long message in Skype, put it in a Word document and drag it over into Skype so I can read it, correct it, and drag it back onto your your name so you can read it and bring it in Word, because it's easy to edit. I can't edit what's, what's on the screen. That means i got to retype it over again. I don't know. Just send me it all typed in, and then I can just add a line, answer, to where you give me questions, and I give you answers. I give you laws. You know, if you're going to start warning some documents that I already done, because the things I'm telling you about, I probably just about have done everything on there. But, um, you know, then you, then you need to uh, Western Union me. I'm on account. So, donations, because I'm like, uh, it's a, this, this is my time. And I haven't got half the things that I got. If you want to look at some of the documents for free, uh, just type Myron Charles Rice on Google, or I just did Yahoo. And I get a, oh, man, there's so many people out there that got me out there with my documentation. 
Let's put it in. Tell me what you see. Let me know. They got my ANC on there. They got my birth certificate, my birth record affidavit, my birth certificate affidavit, my uh, news uh, affidavit of publication. One of them has my publication on that site. I'm like, wow. <laughs> that, that's nice because you all making me a pu- – I'm putting public records out there now. Someone type my name. You better go back and see what what I'm already about, folks, before you start messing with me. They gonna give you a Wikipedia page in a minute. Actually, it's called somethingpedia. Bizzapedia, B I Z I pedia. I'm on Bizzapedia. Something called B I Z says Bizzapedia. I don't know what what that is. That's all. I guess that's a off offset from Wikipedia. Okay, maybe let me, uh, let me, let me, Yeah, I, I figure maybe because it's B I Z I P E D I A Let me see. I'm in the Google search now for all those that's on that's looking on the screen. Let's see here. As soon as I, your internet connection is unstable, guess what? I'm unstable, folks. <laughs> oh <laughs> gosh, I wonder why I'm unstable here. I can't click on that. I can't get my icon to click on this on this thing here. What's going on? Oh, okay. Yeah, ooh, it's slow. N Y R O N. Now there's a guy that died in 1901 named Myron Wright. That's not me, okay? That's not me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't Maybe die in 1901. I was. Uh, Well, my grandpa was born in 1912. My grandmother, who's still alive, 103, she was born in 1915. Wow. So, yeah, so we got a lot of people um, on the senior round. But the point is being, that's what we need to know. And um, for those, you know, I was just speaking on earlier about being registered with the post office. And Rob Ryder went to the Social Security to get his name straight because they had his middle initial, not his full legal name. And the zip code was incorrect. So he went there and they gave him a lot of lip service and stuff and gave him a receipt that they done what he said and they still had a zip code wrong. They got the name right but the zip code was wrong. So he filed a complaint with the U.S. Inspector General. Okay. Myron in Detroit. Vital Records. Now I don't know. They have me for Vital Records. Has no, has no known political party affiliation. Oh, I like that. Has. I no. I I I terminated. I terminated my voter's registration. They finally updated it because they kept saying I was active in voting, and I kept telling you the one that gave me the paper saying that I resigned. So uh, now it said has no known political party affiliation, and you got that right. But it is a wait a minute. He is a male registered to vote in Wayne. Wait a minute. Now they're going they double talking here. How can I be registered to vote if I have no party affiliation? Oh my gosh. Well, I ain't going to do the white pages. I don't care about the white pages. Okay, Scribe got me down. Oh, the business entity notice. A letter for governor. What did I do? How did I get a letter? What is this about? 
business entity, Michigan General Post Office, da-da-da-da-da. Hold on. What is this? Scribe got something I send out? This might be, did I let the governor, I don't know if this is something I sent to the governor to say that he's not terminated. Because I did that for you. Yeah, Did you terminate your registry? I, I did that. Notice to governor, secretary of state, state treasurer to update all cap status as having name holder in due course. Ooh, I didn't do that. Did I do? Or did they did it? They got a lot of stuff here. Truth identity, ANC notarized. Oh, my God. Hey, look at this stuff here. I don't remember putting yeah. all this in there. Here's my letter. Uh, apparently, okay, Office of Secretary of State uh, of the bankrupt trustee giving notice to update the status and sole proprietorship as a registered business active in good standing. I didn't know what that read that sole proprietorship meant because they said we were, but when I went back to the website at a um, at the ANC, it's nothing mentioning sole proprietorship. But I, I did it anyway. That, don't they have that on your EIN when you do that, when you do the LLC? Don't they put that on there? Yeah. when you do a, when, But I did a trust. LLC, that, those are all big. Those are true business registering your business in the state. And I didn't want to be registered in any one state. So I don't know if that's sole proprietary, where am I registered with? Now, I don't think Minnesota, but if I am. But this is, I am Myron Rice, uh, Rice Myron Child, the living man, natural man, hereafter the affiant, not an artificial person or surety. Oh, my God. They got my stuff out there, folks. Hey. <laughs> go, 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 Mr. Rice. Go, go, go. It's out there. And this stuff was dated. This was this was long. When was this? 2017. This stuff is old. That's why I probably don't remember. It's a couple of years. I got some so much new stuff out there. But I'm I'm noticing them, uh, and that's what you have to do. Keep, all you do is keep getting notes. I'm not asking your permission. I'm not needing you. You know, killing people. Like, well, I know this form to be alive. But why do you need? I don't get it. Why do you need to fill out a form to tell people you're alive? That don't even sound right. That don't even sound right. You got to fill out a form and get their permission to change your name. There was a lady that was doing that. Well, you got to give them a, 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 a sign of form to get your name changed, to be corrected to a living person name and all that other stuff. And I'm like, are you kidding? Or when I resign as an agent? Eon was saying, well, there's a form that you can fill out. Since when do you need a form to quit? <laughs> People, anyone ever heard of that before? Some things you just have to make sense, people. You have that slave mentality. You have to get out of it if you want to really, truly feel free. Some of the stuff that they be bringing to you and stuff is not real. They're just sitting there trying to test your knowledge because they figure I educated you, so therefore you're going to be submissive to me. You got the wrong person. You got you got the wrong person. You better get you better be, act like water and and go flow somewhere else that has the least resistance. You better act like water. Leave me alone. 
So I did give them notice. They got it. You know, the thing is, and this was before I started casting in, and um, I, I don't even have a green card where they receive it. Because all I care is a green card. They could throw this piece of paper away. I don't care. I got proof that it was delivered. And all I got to do, this one don't have it. Like, this is this wasn't really, this was just a, a draft. Because I did, I know I sent it out, but it don't have, because it don't have a certification number on it. See, mm-hmm. so I, I'm, I'm probably got the original that has a, a certification number. So I can always go online and check it out. Okay, what is a true identity form? Is this me? Yeah, Rice Tech. If you want to subscribe and type in Rice Tech and subscribe, uh, you'll see a lot of stuff. And, oh, system low. My, my, my low system. <laughs> What's going on with my computer? Yeah, I got some stuff going on. But anyhow, uh-oh. But anyhow, go on there, infinite defined. I define what infinite is. 27.7.3.2. Read, uh, read for the day. Wait a minute. We can't, we can't I, I, hear you. Are you close to the uh, computer? You're breaking up real uh, bad. I Let me sit back a little bit. Am I, is, how do I sound? Am I clear now? Yeah, that's Am better. I clear? Yeah, okay. I can hear I'm sitting you. back a little bit. Yep. Um, there's some uh, affidavit of truth identity. Um, the, the, and this is this is I use this because they don't have my name on there. So this is what I call a sample where you stick your first last name, first name, middle name, if you want to do a true identity. Um, if you got if you open up a treasury direct account. You have to go and sit. You got to send in that 5444 form. You got to send in that TD544 form to get your authorization, and it opens up. The, it, it makes the account active. You can go online and create your Treasury Direct account, but you need the 5444 that's going to have a medallion seal on it from your bank manager to submit it to them so that it can become active. Because it says it right there on that form. It's not activated. And these different trusts, remember we talked earlier, collateral certificate. This week, I'm telling you, these are the bonds that they're creating that you are letting them know that these things that you are uh, the, 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 the uh, creator of. You created when you got a contract but for the automobile, for the passport identity, for my school name. All these things are registered. My Social Security for CD214 stuff in the Air Force, Social Security. These are bonds that if you involved in these things that you need to terminate and liquidate. Now, Social Security uh, okay, affidavit of true identity. Now, you say yeah, that. Is... Uh-huh. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I yield. Now you saying you need that um the fat what form you said to activate your uh TDA account? Yeah, it's it is a five four 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 and it says authorization. It's an authorization form to let them know that, that you authorized to open you are who you are. Remember the medallion seal 
is your manager saying you are who you are. So people, mine's know me by heart. He even called me a man. Sometimes he saying my name without my last name because he said a man doesn't have a last name. He he, he stamped it with Myron Charles. Uh, the point is being that you have you're supposed to have an account with them. You know, uh, if you got an account with them and you, they got your card with your signature on there, signature card at the bank. He's my notary and he's the medallion sales. So he knows me. He knows me very well. When I walk in there, you're like, which one do you want, a notary or you want the seal? You don't even care what he's stamping. You understand? Get in a relationship like that. Have a good relationship. So what you're saying is if you are uh, liquidating a bond, and you're telling them to send it to your TDA account, but your TDA account, you have an account that gave you a, a, a number, a routing and 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 account number, but you're saying if you don't have it activated, they, they're not going to be able to put whatever funds or credit that they want to put into your TDA account? If you opened it up, you have to do the 5444. But if somebody else opened up, like Social Security, whatever, opened you up, or TDA, then they took care of all of that for you. But if you so open you up a TDA you have account, an, uh-huh, but you, go ahead. you can open up one without that 544, but it won't be activated. Is that what you're saying? If you open it up, and more, more likely it won't be activated. It might get reversed. Because the treasury don't know who you are. He He's taking a word of his his notary, and his notary is a medallion seal man. And you, if the medallion seal if the medallion seal guy says yes, this is who he is, and you and you send it to the treasury direct, he's gonna take his word for it. Just like a notary is taking a word at the state level, he's at the federal level. The notary put a name on there, and you take it to the secretary of state. They don't care about the document. They're just looking at the name and saying this name is in good standing. Because we have to believe that whatever they sealed and witnessed is in good standing. That's all That's all they're looking at, the signature. But the Treasury Direct, you know how many people sending stuff to the Treasury Direct? They don't know everybody who they are. So they have it, you know, they allow the medallion seal to help them out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, I'm just trying to put it in easy, practical terms, you know, easy terms. I hope people understand. Slow me down if they don't. Please call in. If you don't understand, call in. Let me make up another reason that you may understand. I say make up. I mean, find something else. God puts things in my head. Let him put something in there so that you have an understanding that you need. Because some stuff, ooh, I don't know where it came from, but it's there. It's there. Stuff coming to me, all, the law of attraction, it works, people. I can't explain it. There's no steps to do it. It's just the law of attraction. If you put your mindset in a certain realm, you know, I call it like a pool of knowledge. It's like a big bowl that's out there, and everybody's mind is in it. Past, future, and present. They're all in this bowl, and depending on what you want, you can get stuff in your head. That's why people have inventions. They might have caught on to somebody's ideal in the future. Yeah. Or someone could take, 
take something that, and you know, we have a thing, blacks call it old, white folks call it antique. There's a difference in the two. One is worth value, the other is junk. You understand? Mm-hmm. Oh, mama, mama stuff is old. And, and oh, this is antique. Oh, right there, it's worth something. I, I used to like to watch yeah, those I... antique shows, <laughs> you know. I used to love to watch those antique shows. If I saw that on the street, I'd probably do, walk past it. Or oh, that old piece of, um, you know, porcelain, porcelain. That old piece of porcelain ain't worth a, nothing. But somebody else could see that. Remember, someone else's trash could be someone else's treasure. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Um... Okay, but I just want you to know, and this is in this is Scribe. Let me see if I don't know how do I get Google. Search. I'm in, oh, I'm in Scribe, so let me get out of Scribe and go back. Well, I'm just just letting you know there's some doc, some of my documents out there, and I'm they probably need a lot of make, need modifications. A lot of them need to be monetized. Yeah, we're still on our call. Click back. Yep, a lot of stuff might need to be modified. Put in your information. Don't be putting my stuff in. This guy did. I couldn't believe it. He actually advertised in the newspaper because I told him where to go to see my my publication. He put in exactly what I put in. I said, "Did you do that?" Uh, no. Well, why you do that? They, you you making not only you fraudulizing yourself, but you also messing up the the newspaper because they're putting you an affidavit saying don't protest over something that's not real. You not you supposed to do the stuff. It was an example I was giving you. Not to just copy it. That's not the way right. it works, people. Don't be copying what I'm doing. Actually do something with it. Change it. Put your information in there. Now what is this entry ID one one three? Myra, I'm just looking at I ain't heard this is called called Region Office the Heavens. What the heck is this? Let me. I'm just clicking on here. You see that? Region office of heaven. It's the it's the document. Uh, oh, I like this one. This one has my crib number on it. This one says that this is my post office crib. Oh, who, who is who? Are these people that got my stuff like this? Who is this? United States of America. I would like to add my name to the. Declaration of Independence against the British Empire in all of its forms. What is it? I would like to add my name to this new Declaration of Independence against the British Empire in all of of its forms. Yes. Signing on behalf of the private organization and company. Yes. They got me yes and all this other stuff. And then they got my digital signature down here. Wait a minute. When did I do this? Who the heck is this? Entry ID one one three. I have a size idea what this is, uh, but I'm gonna keep it on here. Let me. I'll go back later. So, I guess you gotta be careful. Well, Charles Marvin Rice, 1857. I know that's not me. <laughs> that's not me. Not 1857. Someone had had my name, and I see Sat- Satcom 911. That's the one guy associated with, 
and surrender cover letter. This is where I surrendered my vehicle, I believe. This, uh, but people, there are things out there. You may want to get some documents uh, that you, that might be reference to what you are doing. Um, this will be a way. And, and, and type it to me. Let me see it, you know, because it might be something that I can add on to it. Oh, 9-11 under construction? Oh, my gosh. I didn't know that. Setcon 9-11 under construction. Okay. We are volunteers. What's going on here? Well, anyway, now it's under construction. I don't worry about it then. But, uh, well, Mr. Bonnie, you got uh, three minutes left. Oh, okay. Well, one thing I don't want to do now, let me show you my letter. Where all this writing come in? Um, it's, it's, again, you filing a complaint with the United States Post Office. Uh, Inspector General, if you look here, for those who's looking at it, let me do a little blowing up here. You want there's a website you go to called www. Let me open it up a little bit. www.usps.org. Where is the Office of the Inspector General? Dot gov. And then usps.org slash um um not slash. What is the, the hyphen contract? And that's where you go in there and you possibly, you know, you could file a complaint with them. You could file a complaint. And there's two methods that you can go in and click on contact us and I need to report this one, uh, embezzlement and financial crime. He's reporting again that the post office did not change his, his zip code to what the, I mean, not the post office, the social security office did not change his zip code so that somehow there could be some bonds or something put out on that false address, that false name, and this is why he's trying to correct these things so that if they're, you know, making money off of those fictitious names that they're creating on you, that you will shut them down. Because I'm pretty sure those names are out there for a reason, and you are not getting a penny of it so shut them down. All right? So, no All other right. calls. I'm going on to Zoom, and I we got, oh, we got, well, we had eight. Somebody dropped, though. We had nine. Now we got down to seven participants. But we finna go on to Zoom, folks. Well, Again, if you if you want to come on Zoom, the code number is 675-305-0662. And we'll be on there for a Hours. So anyone have questions or at least when it's a question, stop. Then I could go on because I've been going on all day. You know, we what, what time we get off the we didn't get to land them on three o'clock today. Our meeting. Right. I left. I left y'all at two and y'all were still going. <laughs> we're still going. We, yeah. we you know we had we had, we had my problem, so I got another mic that's attached to my head and it looked like it's working because we are on Google Voice. So people. Oh, that's T-Mobile, T-Mobile. Okay. Yeah, I'm using I'm on the Google Voice because T-Mobile, T-Mobile and Metro combine together. I think it's called T-Metro, and neither one of them allow you to call in that number. And then people I know don't. But if you 
if you know somebody and they can't get in, tell them to use, go to Google Voice and um, call in under Google Voice. And I'm calling. I'm talking from it right now. So I guess it's a good, it'll be a good connection for folks. And, okay, right. well, we'll head over to Zoom. So Zoom people, all right. peace and love for all you people online. Maybe you'll swing on over to Zoom. Zoom. I will talk to you all later. Peace. All right. Thank you. We appreciate you and much love. Thanks, everyone. Uh, Okay. Join me tomorrow with Brother Robert X at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Peace and love. Okay. Hold on, fellas. I'll be there in a minute. Brother Rice. Let me me close out of Zoom. Let's uh, start with voice.